Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. This is week 14 of our podcast as we are going to be discussing gossip. It harms those that we say and those that we know and the ones that we care for. So it's really a part of life that we need to learn to defeat. And uh, we, we want to look at six ways that can help defeat gossip. I know that I have been personally injured as a direct result of what uh, many would say an insidious activity that people tend to enjoy. Uh, Pastor Tommy, I'm just curious, why can't we just look at it as harmless fun? Good question, Pastor Pops. Before we get there, I want to ask you a question. Just random, really has nothing to do with gossip. What's your favorite ice cream? My favorite ice cream right now is butter pecan. That's a pretty boring flavor. I know. I just love it for right now. I can't help it. It's one of those things. I also like Chunky Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I do. All right. What brand of ice cream do you typically buy? Uh, we buy Briars, Briars ice cream. Okay. So, you know, no, it has all the natural stuff in it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I could care less about natural stuff. So, (laughs) so my favorite brand of ice cream by far is Bluebell. Oh. Bluebell, you like Bluebell ice cream? I do like Bluebell. I mean, it's, it's a little more expensive, yes, right? It's it like is. seven dollars a carton, but they give you a true half gallon. They it's do not, give you. They a don't. Ga- they don't they, cheat you. They do not. And and it, it it is it is the best ice cream money can buy by far. Oh, well. I mean, really? I mean, any of their flavors are outstanding. Any of their flavors you beats just, your butter pecan every you day of the week. Jump in. You can just jump in. So so they have two flavors that I really like. Well, all their flavors I like, but two is in their Mardi Gras king cake flavor that they do around the Mardi Gras season. I remember it that. Is, it is the best ice cream you'll put you'll ever put in your mouth. It's just phenomenal. And we recently bought another flavor that we had not tried before. That 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 might be just as good as king cake ice cream. It's called bride's cake. Wow. It tastes like a wedding. I, I didn't know t- weddings tasted that good. <laughs> but now you have found oh, man, out. Man, this bride cake ice cream is absolutely phenomenal. And I don't know, how, how do you eat your ice cream? When you eat, you get a big bowl and just, or no. you eat it out of the carton, See, how do you eat it? I have to watch what I eat, so I get a little cup. Oh, no, 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 And no, I get no. half a scoop. That's how much ice cream I eat. Yeah, okay, so we're a little bit different in that regard, because I get a bowl, and I get two or three scoops and put it in the bowl. And 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 I don't know what kind of silverware you have at your house, but we have, we have you know, forks and knives, obviously, and we have different sizes of spoons. Uh-huh. So we have like kind of bigger spoons that we typically use for for cereal and you know soups and those kind of things, and then we have these little bitty spoons. I don't know, maybe they're spoons you use to stir your coffee. I have no idea, but those are the spoons that I use for my ice cream. I get the smallest spoon that I can when I eat my ice cream. Do you know why? I was going to ask. Well, what is the deal there? Yeah, the deal is. I want to savor every oh. single bite. And so I use that small spoon and I just get a small bite at a time. So it just makes that ice cream last and last. A big spoon, you know, I just kind of eat it all at once. But that small spoon, I can scoop it out just small bite by small bite and savor every single you, bite of ice cream. You, my friend, are a very disciplined ice cream eater. I am eater. disciplined when it comes to ice cream. I'm a snob when it comes to ice cream. I only want Bluebell, right? And, and I want my king cake or my, my new favorite bride's cake. You got to go try it, Trey. It's, it's absolutely right. awesome. I will do it. it. It'll cost you about 7 bucks. If you go to Publix, it's like $12. I'm sure it's they, well but, worth it. But it is well worth it. I would buy you some, but I'm cheap. 
<laughs> That's all right, man. We'll, we'll handle it. Well, the reason why I talk about ice cream is because of a passage of scripture that I think is going to help us to think through this topic of defeating gossip. Because you, like you said, I mean, we, we kind of tend to see, see gossip as uh, not really that big of a deal. It's, it's, it's harmless fun, or is it? But listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says in Proverbs 26, verse 22, the words of a whisper, that word whisper, I mean, it, it, it's the same idea as a gospel, right? The words mm-hmm. of a whisper are like delicious morsels Mm. they go down into the inner parts of the body and if you've ever been involved we've all been hurt by gossip oh yeah we've all been involved in gossip Uh, there's something about it right there's something about uh, having that juicy information Mm -hmm. about somebody else and and sharing it and and and, and it's just in that moment even though we know it's sinful even though we know it's something we should not do even though we know it's destructive in that moment it's like that little bite of ice cream that's just so delicious and we can't seem to help ourselves you know i think one of the one of my lines is have you heard about mm, you know, yeah you, have you heard yeah you did know, you hear this a preacher that right or right whatever and usually if you hear somebody say did you hear you should know something bad's coming, right? <laughs> Almost always, yes. Yeah, and, and, and hey, we're all guilty of doing it. I know I, over the years I've said, hey, did you hear about? Have you heard? Yeah. And, 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 and usually what follows that statement when I make that statement is something that's not edifying, but something that's sinful and hurtful. Yeah, that's, that's uh, always a bad thing. And, and it's, it, I wish it wasn't so tasty, but it really can yeah, be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So... As we get started, we're going to look at these uh, six ways to defeat gossip. But let, let's talk about just briefly a definition of gossip. There, what is yeah, gossip, go. right? And so there was a gentleman, he wrote a book called Resisting Gossip, Winning the War of the Wagging Tongue. It's a great little book by a guy named Matthew Mitchell. And it was super helpful for me as I was thinking through this issue of gossip and, and how to overcome it and defeat it. But he defines gossip in this way in his book. He says, gossip is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. Wow. That's a pretty good definition, yeah. right? Gossip yeah. is bearing bad news behind someone's back out of a bad heart. So just a couple things. One, that bad news, it could be news that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that everybody says, well, it's true. Right? You know, I'm telling you the truth, as right? if that's okay then. Right, but, but, but when we say bad news, it's not necessarily untrue news. It could be true news, but it's the heart behind how we deliver that news. Mm -hmm. Because when we gossip, we're delivering that news with a desire to bring shame on the person we're talking about, Mm -hmm. or or at least to get some kind of negative response, right? That that when I'm saying, hey, did you hear about? Did you hear what he did? Mm -hmm. You're wanting that person you're telling to hear about that person you're gossiping about, you want them to be appalled. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they acted that way. And so so it might be true information, but you're sharing that information that you don't have permission to share to elicit some kind of negative response out of somebody else. And so it's bad news in that sense. It might be true news, Mm-hmm. But it's not your information to share. And the only reason why you're sharing it is because you're wanting to get a rise out of someone oh, else. Yeah. You're wanting oh, them yeah. to, to feel the same way about that person that you feel about them. You want them to have that same negative reaction or, or you want to shame that person in front of that person you're gossiping to. That, that's the bad heart behind it. You're not trying to build that person up you're gossiping about. You're trying to tear them down to, to, to harm their reputation. Yeah, that's what, that is exactly what it is. And, and uh, you know, I've had that happen to me as I know you have 
have had it happen to you. But on the other side, you always hope that maybe something will come out about that person right. so that you can kind of get, get a dig or two in, you yeah, know? And yeah. Yeah. So it is, it is all encompassing and yeah. it's, it's universal. You know? Yeah. So if you think about it, really, Trey, the goal of gossip is we want to make someone else look bad mm-hmm. so we can make ourselves look good. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because when build I up, build, say, right, 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 build us up, man. Right. Because when I say, did you hear about, and that person I'm telling you about what they did, and you're appalled, then I'm gonna say something like this, or think something like this, or maybe you're gonna think something like this. I would never do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? I wouldn't do something like that. And so you're tearing someone down as you gossip, and then building yourself up. Bad news. It's behind somebody's back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that that those things that we gossip about, we would not dare say that in that way in front of the person we're actually gossiping about. We, we don't even want them to know we're talking about them, mm-hmm. right? It's not something we'd say to their face. It's not something we'd talk about with them. We're talking about them behind their back with a bad heart, and it's sharing bad news. It might be true news, but the goal of, of why we're sharing it is to embarrass that person, tear them down, and to ultimately build ourselves up. We would never do anything like that. You know, I found out gossip also. It's one of those things that you can't unhear. Mm, that's right. And, and even if they say it's true information within this world of, uh, you know, false, uh, false news and everything else, we got to be careful because sometimes somebody is innocent. Right. We've heard that and it's hard to unhear. Yeah, you know? that's so exactly right. We got, sometimes we just need to say, I don't want to, I, I no, really don't want right. to hear it. That's right. Put your hand up. Well, that leads me to what I think we need to talk about today then. If it is as, as universal as we're talking about, that we need to have, a, a, I guess, a, a strategy to defeat gossip. Absolutely. And so... Uh, Let's just start with um, the obvious one, maybe, is we should speak less. Yeah, think how much different life would be. But not only how much different life would be, think how much better life might be if we would just learn to talk a lot less, right? I mean, for example, you know what the Bible says in James 1.19, when James writes to us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says what? Be quick to listen and slow so to speak. speak. And so it's always been, you know, something I've been trying to learn is 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 trying to s- listen, trying to seek to understand people and where they're coming from uh, before I seek to be understood in my position or where I might be. So seeking to understand rather than seeking to be understood, being quick to listen and slow to speak. The Proverbs say it this way, and in Proverbs 21, 23, the Bible says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Wow. I would say that's probably I mean, that's very, just good that's common it. sense. That's Whether nailing. you're a follower of Jesus or not, you can be lost as lost could be. That's still good life advice, mm-hmm. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, anybody can handle that. I mean, that should that would go, of course, corporations or anything else, you know, not just churches or, or Christians, certainly. Yeah, because the reality is the more that we speak, the more we tend to get ourselves in trouble. I mean, obviously, we need to speak. I mean, God has created us as, as people who communicate with each other, and, and, and speech is powerful. Speech reveals who we are. Speech is the way we get to know people. Speech is powerful, but just stepping back, I and this is a huge lesson we all need to learn. I don't have to say everything I'm thinking. And yet people think they do. Yeah. I don't know what that is, why they think there's no cutoff. You right, know? and not only I that. I just want to speak my mind. Oh, oh and, and that, that phrase, oh, it drives me nuts because that phrase, I'm just speaking my mind. It's like that statement in and of itself justifies anything you say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm just being honest. I'm just speaking my mind. Don't speak your mind because your mind and heart are sinful. 
and and the what you speak reveals the sinfulness of your heart. Mm-hmm. And so so using the phrase uh, caveating your words by saying I'm just speaking my mind is not an excuse for gossip or bad speech. It's just not, right? But we have a tendency in our culture to lift up people who speak their mind. He just speaks his mind. He's bold in what he says. It's not a good character trait. It's not a good character trait at all. And we say that. We actually say, well, I I mean, we actually like people. Well, I I just like that he says it, you know, that he's just up there. He's just up front with everything. Somehow, he's just honest. You know, you hear this honest word. Right. Well, that's not always good. No, I mean, we won't be honest people, obviously, but there's much more wisdom in guarding your tongue rather than speaking your mind. I think guarding is the key word yeah, there. Yeah, guarding your tongue and, and, and speaking only when uh, you know that the words you're going to say are helpful and, and beneficial and, and build each other up. And I guess that leads us to number two. Because if we're going to speak less, when we speak, we need to say something good, wouldn't you say? Not only speaking less, but learning that when we speak, to say something good. And one of my favorite passages of scriptures that I think is just so helpful uh, for for how we think through the words we say is is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. I mean, this would be a great verse for you to commit to memory and just think about this verse quite a bit. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm -hmm. Now that verse in and of itself, it it is the exact opposite of what happens when you gossip. Mm -hmm. Because when you gossip, you are speaking corrupting talk, right? When you gossip, you're not building up, you're tearing down. When you gossip, you're not giving grace. When you gossip, you're condemning. And so Ephesians 4.29 challenges us to live in a way that's completely contrary to a way of gossip. Well, we always speak in our church, and you always speak in your messages about being gracious. Mm. And so gossip would actually be the opposite of gracious because we are being condemning. We are being judgmental. Mm. Uh, That's what it's all about. Right. It's about showing how terrible that person is. And so that is the just if we would live a life to a life of grace and desire that yeah. it would just preclude us being that gossip that's destroying people. That's right. That's right. And I think it's just helpful for us as we even think about those people that have done things that have appalled us or done things that have hurt us or whatever the case may be. Even those people that have hurt us, they like us are made in the image of God. Mm hmm. Right, God loves that person that that maybe says something mean to you. God loves that person that maybe appalled you by what they did. God loves that person and made that person in His image, and so therefore, in that person, there is something that you can say about that person that doesn't tear them down in front of others, but builds them up. And so, what is it? Even that person that 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 maybe <laughs> did you wrong, how can you still speak about them in a way that shows that you understand that they are made in the image of God and loved by God? Maybe we could say that they just speak their mind. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe not. But, but yeah, I mean, just saying though, right? I mean, that that even in those people uh, who 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 hurt us, there's something in them mm-hmm. uh, that we can edify of and course. build up and encourage. And listen, I mean, just just as a follower of Jesus, right? It is not our responsibility to condemn. It's our responsibility to point people to hope to the hope they have in Jesus Christ. And so, just learning to say something good about people rather than saying something negative or bad, I think is just a huge life lesson. You know, I think one thing you, you've said before is use the, when we use the golden rule, is mm. we can even use that when we speak. Yeah, the golden rule of speech, right? Just real simple. Speak to others in the same way you would want them to speak to you. That's pretty simple, isn't it? That's Makes about as simple as it gets. 
Sounds a lot like Jesus. Yeah, that, I mean, exactly, you, right? No. Because, Trey, I know you're like me. You don't want people gossiping about you. Oh, heavens no. You don't want people, I mean, and there's a lot we could gossip about you, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, lots. <laughs> yeah, go <laughs> but ahead. But you don't want people gossiping about you, and I certainly don't want people gossiping about me. And so if I would just speak to others or about others in the same way that I'd want to be spoken about, that would absolutely change the way I use my mm-hmm. words. I agree. And I think that leads us to the next one, which is simply this, is that, uh, you know, I, I want to... Um, I think we want to say things like, well, I would say this to them if they were sitting there, and somehow that makes it right. Again, that's one of those caveats that we use. And I think that this one is, is, is true. Talk to people. Talk to people not about people. Right. This is huge because the reality is for every single one of us, there are going to be days when people say things to us that hurt us. Mm. I mean, for some of us, it might happen every single day. I mean, it just that's just the nature of life, that, that people are harmful with their words. And so it's bound to happen on a regular basis that people say things to you that hurt you. And here is our instant reaction, typically, when someone says something to us that hurts us. We don't talk to them about it. Mm. We go and talk to somebody else about mm-hmm. it. We might even turn around from the conversation, run to the office next door. Right, exactly. You know? And say, man, I just had this conversation with so-and-so and they said this about me. Can you believe they said this to me? I mean, it hurt me so bad. Can you believe it? Right. And so mm-hmm. we, we don't deal with the person that actually hurt us. We, we, we go to somebody else say, can you believe? Or, and, and we, again, we try to do it in such a way where we come to maybe somebody who, who we're, we're saying, I just need it. I need your advice. Can you tell me how to deal with yeah. this? Can you tell yeah. me what I should do? When you already know what to do, if someone has hurt you, mm-hmm. talk to them about it. Let mm-hmm. them know that what they said hurts you and begin the process of forgiving them and re- reconciling that relationship. Talk to people and not about people because oftentimes when someone says something to us that hurts us, our, 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 our instant reaction is to go to somebody else and say, can you believe they said this to me? It hurt me. What should I do? Well, what you should do is go to that person who hurt you and talk to them about it. You know, and the, and the truth is, is that sometimes when we do go to that person and speak to them, mm-hmm. it doesn't always mean that they're going to accept our, whatever we're telling them about. Right. And we just kind of have to, at times just have to move on, you know? Right. Right. Uh, doesn't mean we talk about them or tear them down. We just have to move on. That's right. But, but as soon as you leave that conversation with that person that hurt you and you go and share that conversation with somebody else, you are gossiping mm-hmm. about that there person who hurt you. And, and not only that, you are whether you realize it or not, you are destroying mm-hmm. their reputation in the eyes of somebody else. So we, we take a, what was intended to be a private conversation and we begin to spread it yeah, with, and, and with public or even just with a friend or you however know you want to work it. You know this like I do. It never makes things better. Mm-mm. It always makes it worse. It never makes it. The only thing that makes it better is going to that person that hurts you and having that conversation with that person yourself. Because our goal is to restoration. We're trying to restore that. That should be the goal. Restore a relationship, those kind of things. If we're trying to follow Jesus, that's always got to be the goal, restoration. So if we talk to people and not about people, maybe we should also talk to and then about the Lord. Yeah, I mean, the, the instant reaction when somebody says something to us that hurts us is to run to other people. Mm-hmm. Why not run to the Lord? Wow. Why yeah. not run to God and say, God, help me. Give me wisdom and give me the ability to talk to this person about what they said to me. You're the one who empowers me to speak words of truth and words of encouragement. Would you help me in this situation to be able to confront my brother or my sister who's said something to hurt me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so talking to, and then talking about the Lord, right? And just so, just thinking about it, right? I mean, one, the more you spend time with Jesus and the more you pray, the more you talk to the Lord, the less likely you are to talk about other people, the less likely 
you are to gossip because the the more you're in relationship with Jesus, the more you're transformed in in your inner man, right? Mm -hmm. And the more you talk about the Lord to other people, I mean, talking about Jesus just has a tendency to change the conversation. You know, uh, as jokingly, we call that Jesus juking, Yeah. you know, where you're in the middle of a serious situation and you kind of, so when you talk about the Lord, of course, we need to be very careful yeah. because I've been in these situations where all of a sudden somebody Jesus jukes you yeah, yeah. and they just kind of, they use Jesus and dig it in. Right, you know, right, deeper. right, right. And so what, what our goal is, is to, I think, to, to build up the relationship, to strengthen the relationship, to restore the relationship. It's not to make them feel worse and to judge them even more. Right. And what I'm saying, when I say talk about the Lord, I'm certainly not talking about Jesus juking, but I'm saying that when our natural conversations are focused on what God is doing in our mm-hmm. lives and how he's at work and just talking about, hey, man, uh, especially with other believers in Jesus, right? How's God been speaking to you this week? What, what's God been doing in your life this week? What has God been teaching you through his word? I mean, those kind of conversations are just super helpful, and those kind of, kind of conversations keep us on track. And even in conversations with people who are not followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. pointing to the gospel, I mean, just letting Jesus be at the center of our conversations, however we can do that, helps us to avoid gossip. So talking to and about the Lord, I think, is very helpful uh, in helping us to defeat gossip. One of my favorite verses always has been is Ephesians 5, that we address one another. And, of course, this says psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. But the last part kind of brings it into conversation, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. the whole goal is, again, it's it's this idea of bringing glory to God, building relationships, uh, and pointing people back to Christ. That's exactly I think, right. So. That's exactly right. So, you know, I think there are also people that are what I call human garbage dumps, where mm. they allow gossips to come yeah, to them. Yeah. And well, I didn't say anything. I did. They just like to talk to me. Yeah. They just open up. So I think one of the other issues with gossip is we need to avoid that too. So maybe there's a part of us that needs to avoid gossips. Right. Because every one of us know people that are prone to gossip. They're, they're, they're right. Just what, like you said, there's human uh, garbage disposals that just all they want to do is talk about other people. And 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 the Bible is very clear on this. In Proverbs 20 verse 19, uh, the proverb says, "Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler." Hmm. That's a powerful word. Don't even associate with a simple babbler. And, he, and here's why: if you constantly put yourself in a position where you are. Uh, hearing people gossip, you're likely to start doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. So maybe the best thing for you, if you know people, I mean, it might be a friend, might be a family member, I don't know. But if you are, are constantly around people who gossip, that is eventually going to become who you are. So it's just best to, as much as you can, avoid them altogether, to, to stay away from those people who might lead you in to sinful speech. Yeah, I think we don't we don't always have to listen. We can say things like, I don't really want to right. hear that. You know, you can put a spiritual hand up and say, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I hear you, but I'm just not interested. Uh, we need to move on or whatever you want to say to keep it going. Yeah, so. so we can't always avoid everybody, obviously. You might, I mean, the reality is you might be married to a gospel. You, can, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so you can't uh, avoid your spouse if your spouse is a gospel. But what you can do is stop it, uh-huh. right? You can, you know, say, listen, I, I hear you, but I, I'm not listening to that. I'm not, you know, going to be a part of that conversation. Will you please not talk about that person in my presence or whatever the case may be? Right. So avoid gossips or, or, or at a very minimum, avoid the conversations. Just be very honest. I, I just don't talk about people in that way. I, I think highly of that person and you should too. And so I'm just not going to have that conversation about mm-hmm. that person, right? And the goals, and again, we're not trying to tear down people. No. 
and that's what gossips tend to the, the, the people that I consider gossips that I've heard in the past every single time it's always about how bad it is yeah I, I don't hear gossips talking about how great they are you know <laughs> right I wish they would you know why don't if we're going to gossip let's I think the the Greek is to gossip the gospel, you know, yeah, to, yeah. to make sure that the good news is out That's there. That's exactly the idea. Right. That's exactly right. So there does come a point, though, I think, that uh, if we are in that situation, and maybe we can't avoid them, that we have to confront gossips. Yeah, so this last way that we defeat gossip is simply by having uh, the, 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 the um, boldness at times to confront those who are gossiping, to confront gospers. Uh, the reality is, is that that this is what Scripture commands us to do if we're brothers and sisters in Jesus. Galatians 6, verse 1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And so Paul writes to the church in Galatians, say, hey, if you see people who are in sin, you have a responsibility and humility and love and grace to point out that sin and help that person to overcome that sin. And so sometimes uh, it is necessary uh, to talk to that gospel and say, hey, listen, you know that 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 way you're speaking about that person mm-hmm. is not only hurtful, but it's downright sinful, and, and we need to deal with that sin issue. And and I want to help you to overcome that sin. And so so just having the boldness, because I, I know this is what happens, right? We're, we're uh, around in the office, and we're, we're five or six people, and then somebody just starts to go, off on that person. And then we just kind of step back and listen. We know it's wrong, but we don't do anything about it. We don't ever stop and confront the gospel and say, hey, we don't talk about people in that way. We just kind of let it go, right? We Mm -hmm. don't participate. We don't say anything. We're just kind of idly standing by, but just idly standing by sometimes is just as bad as being actively involved in the conversation, right? And so there's got to come a point at, at some time as a follower of Jesus where you speak up and say, okay, this just isn't right. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to put this to rest. We can't be talking about people in this way because it's destructive and sinful. We've got to stop. Is there any value in when that's going on, let's say around the water cooler type situation, where you just say, we need to stop this conversation? Or yeah. should you always just have a private conversation with that person I mean, later? I mean, personally for me, always, I always think that that conversations that are held in private are much more effective and much more powerful. But there may be times when that public confrontation is necessary. So I think that's a discernment and a wisdom mm-hmm. piece. Okay. And, and depending on the relationship you have that person and relationship you have with others. And I think sometimes, you know, people need to see the example of somebody being bold and saying, hey, this is sin, we got to stop it. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's hard for me to make a blanket statement saying sure, this is the understand. way that it should always be. I think you need to be discerning. And I think, again, private conversations are helpful. But if you've had private conversations and those private conversations aren't heard and 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 so maybe at that point okay next time you're in public you're going to say something i think there just needs to be wisdom in how you approach that but i think i think there are times certainly for both a private conversation but also maybe sometimes even a time for a a public rebuke Mm -hmm. you know and i think we need to go back to our podcast number nine Mm -hmm. where we talked about how to have difficult conversations yeah that's exactly certainly fall in that that. that's exactly right that's exactly right well, brother, I think uh, this this idea of, of 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 what gossip is and how to how to defeat it is is so critical yeah. to to being a believer in Jesus Christ, to being the Church of God that He wants us to be. And uh, this has been just a powerful reminder for me yeah. to make sure that I'm saying the right things yeah. about people yeah. and to be gracious. 
For sure. Yeah, this is uh, a conversation that we need to have because every single one of us, uh, at some point or another, we struggle with gossip. And it's something that you've seen like I've seen uh, that is super destructive. It destroys relationships. It destroys churches. I've seen it in, mm-hmm. in my own ministry. I've seen how churches have been destroyed because uh, they couldn't get a handle on gossip. And so, and as always, we hope that this conversation has been helpful for you. And we hope that, that it's been encouraging to you and instructive to you. And if it has been helpful for you, we would ask that you would leave us a review you uh, and 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 get the word out about our podcast and let people know that man we are trying to help them to uh, think through issues in a way that's biblical and helpful and and for you we hope as always that this podcast has helped you connect faith to life